Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Empowering Her podcast. I'm your host, Melody Pormorati. And as you know, there is a series that I love to do here on our podcast together called Women of Impact. And in this series, I bring in women who are change makers and light workers in the world. And uh, today's guest is incredible. She's one of my dear friends, Deborah Harlow. Uh, she is one of our amazing facilitators operating out of Palm Desert, California. And um, I'm just so honored and privileged to share her and her story. Be sure to listen until the end uh, where she talks about how we can change the world through feminine leadership. She's just amazing. And uh, without further ado, take a listen. I hope you enjoy. I am so happy to have Deborah here. I'm going to read a little bio about Deborah because I really want you guys to know the magic that is Deborah. Uh, a month after Deborah's 12th birthday, just after her family had relocated, recently relocated to a new town, hundreds of miles away from any family or community, her father had a massive stroke. Her father lived for another 12 years needing constant care, and she was his primary caregiver along with her mother. Deborah learned to become very self-sufficient and a master problem solver. She also learned to suppress her voice as there were no adults who could listen to her needs in such a state of constant crisis. From this experience, she would dedicate her future to being an advocate for for those whose voices were not heard, becoming an advocate for women, caregivers, and children. After her father passed, Deborah struggled with what to do with her life as everything had been on hold for so many years while focusing all her attention on family caregiving needs. She spent time traveling, studying sociology, psychology, pediatric nursing, life coaching, and personal development. She explored concepts of wellness, self-care, spiritual entrepreneurship, and feminine leadership. Along the journey, she realized that her joy factor comes from connecting with people and helping them better understand who they are so they can navigate life in the most nurturing and joyful way. She launched a business, The Joyful Leader, where she coaches and guides women, girls, and family caregivers to find joy in their journey, which she describes as the path to divinely aligned you. Her clients and community lovingly nicknamed her Heart Sherpa as she guides them on this beautiful journey. Deborah has navigated family caregiving in all its many facets, including today, being in the sandwich phase of phase of caregiving while raising her eight-year-old daughter and caring for her mother and brother. Deborah is an author, life and business coach, conflict resolution mediator, and a foodie. That's my favorite at the end. Foodie. Guys, welcome Deborah. Please help me welcome Deborah. Give us some love and energy in the chat. Uh, so she knows. We see you, Roshna and Shannon and Shauna. Welcome, guys. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hello, lovelies. Yes, yes, yes. So this is kind of my favorite part here because I've been flying solo the last few days and it's so (laughs) nice to have someone here live with me to chat with. And I'm so, so glad that you could join us, Deborah. Um, And again, thank you for all of your help during the launch. It's really, really been amazing to partner with you on this. Thank you. You're a phenomenal person to partner with. So it's been, it's been incredibly joyful. So it's be that joy factor, right? If I take an invitation, if my joy factor lights up, then it's an easy yes. 
And if my joy factor doesn't light up, then it's a joyful no. So with yeah. you, it's like joyful, yes, bring it. Let's go have some fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And that we are going to do today. Um, there's a lot there. I was reading that bio. So many life experiences and circumstances that you bring to all that you do today. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So um, when my father had his stroke, it was a massive one where they told my mom, prepare yourself to be a widow. You are, he's not going to live probably more than six to 12 weeks. And um, his tenacity and stubbornness allowed him to live for 12 years. However, his quality of life was very greatly diminished. And it put everything in our family dynamic upside down immediately. And the way that I navigated going from a child at 12 years of age to an adult is that I really intrinsically trusted my intuition to find joy in the journey because I felt in the marrow of my bones that if I continue to find joy, if I continue to find humor and laughter, if I continue to tap into those things, the darkness, the heaviness, the hopelessness feeling some days wouldn't consume me. I also knew that humor is a great tool to diffuse when people are feeling tense. So when my father was cranky because he had his loss of freedom or my mom was depressed because she was feeling overwhelmed or my brother was fearful because he felt lost in the mix, even younger than me, I would always add in humor. And at that age, it was almost a safety experience for me to just kind of not lose my mind. And that's what I thought. I was like, okay, I'm doing this to just kind of hold it together. Later, I realized that's actually part of my essence. That is my nature. My intuition was showing me how to be me in the middle of crisis. And it was showing me also that the way that our world, our universe, our cosmos, whatever you want to call it, is created when we have the frequency of joy, when we have the frequency of love, when we have the frequency of gratitude, we can't be lost in the darkness of the other spectrum of Mm -hmm. grief and shame. Now I still felt those things, but I wasn't consumed by those things. Sure. So that's how it was the catalyst for me to tap into the work that I'm doing today. And that every step has been a piece of leading me up to where I'm at as the woman today doing the work that I'm doing. That's incredible. It's, it's a lot of emotions for a young girl to take on. You know, I can literally feel it as you're sharing it with us. And I'm sure there's a lot of healing that needed to go on for that young girl within you uh, as you approached womanhood. Most definitely. So when my father passed away at that point, I was 24 and I had been his caregiver for 12 years. And when I say caregiver, I mean primary caregiver, adjusting every essence of my experience to that role. And so when he passed, I had a massive identity crisis. I was like, I don't know what my self-worth is. My worth had been connected to caring for somebody else. My worth had been connected to being in that role and that identity. And that is one of the biggest struggles for caregivers of any kind is that we lose ourselves in the role. And so the invitation is to be caring, but not be careless with our needs. Mm. And so care becomes that duality of a dance of how do I be present for others with starting with my needs first. And so at 24, I needed to start learning that lesson and start exploring who I was, who was Deb, what lit her up, what did she want to do in this world? Um, And so I kind of had my eat, pray, love and went about my journey and explored a bunch of things. And what kept coming back, even in very different uh, modalities, if you will, of, of work 
was I always cared about the experience of the people. So when I did project management in corporate, it wasn't just the ROI of did we meet our uh, you know objectives on time and on budget? And yes, that was what I was being tracked as a metric for, very corporate language. Mm. I was always checking in to see how did the people feel? How were they inspired to, to be um, an integral piece of the vision and what we were creating? How did I inform them so that they understood how their uniqueness helped us move forward and that mm. the work they do, even when it's small, was important? And so what I realized is whether it was corporate, whether it was pediatric nursing, whether it was the other things that I've done in my life, I've always cared about that people feel seen and heard, that people feel witnessed for their uniqueness and that they're celebrated for that and that they understand that the collective of us rising is the better possibility than just one person. And so when I stepped back and looked at that through line versus saying, well, I don't understand how all these pieces come together. I've had this career and this career and this career. I realized that's my legacy. That's my natural essence. That's my quintessential self. That's my sovereignty is to be able to be that person who wants to witness the amazingness, the uniqueness of others and celebrate that in them, because that's what makes the world a beautiful place. And when we tap into that, that's where joy comes in. And then for me, that was always, okay, that's my compass. Joy is my true north. So if I'm not in alignment, then that something is out of whack. And then I get to see what that is. Ladies, this is our word of the day is joy, (laughs) right? Like I want you guys to count how many times we're going to say the word joy. But this is what I love about Deborah. She brings joy to everything that she does. You feel joyful in her presence. So it's really, truly a beautiful thing. And all of these different experiences that you've had, the different roles you've had in your life and the different professions and, and uh, trainings that you've had, I want to, I want to know, like, I want everyone to know that a girl life facilitator can come from so many different backgrounds. And what I love about this is that somehow you've taken everything that you've been doing all of these years and brought it into this new role as a girl life facilitator. And I think everyone would love to know about that because I've been noticing in the chats, everyone's been saying, I don't know, I'm not educated enough for this. I haven't done enough training for this. Well, first of all, girl life is your training, but your life has also been your training. Your life, ladies, has also been part of what's led you to this very space right now. And I'd love for you to share more on that, Deb. Yeah. So um, day one, when we talked about imposter syndrome, I remember chatting with somebody and saying, it's impossible to be an imposter when I honor who I am. Mm, That's gorgeous. I am me. I cannot be an imposter to me. Somebody write that down. That's so good. (laughs) Can you say it again? Yeah. Well, I mean, I cannot be an imposter when I honor being me because there is no code as to what that looks like. There is nobody that's going to come in and say, oh, Deb, you're not being the right Deb. (laughs) It's not you. There's no wrong way to be yourself, right? Right. So the imposter syndrome, that fear factor, once we really honor who we are and really get in touch with what our legacy is, what lights us up, what our intuition is saying, our purpose in this world, it is impossible to be an imposter. So Mm -hmm. I show up with all of the skills When I trust who I am, I trust my truth and I lead with love. 
if you want to talk about your skill set to show up as being qualified to be a girl life facilitator, it's to trust your truth and lead with love. And that's it. There you go. Everything else is follow the curriculum, put your flavor in it and have a heck of fun. And, and that's it. And, and so that a whole imposter syndrome thing, when I really got clear that that had nothing to do with me, absolutely nothing to do with me. It wasn't my bag to carry up the mountain anymore. It wasn't mine to have to be concerned about. So it was, okay, well, do I have the qualifications? It's the same as asking, am I ready to be a parent? Nobody truly prepares you, even if you've had the best parenting experience of being raised by amazing parents. You're still not prepared, if you will. So it's a leap of faith, knowing that you're going to do the best, you're going to be perfectly imperfect, and you're going to have fun. You're going to find joy in the journey. And I can't think of a more fun experience than facilitating girl life workshops. Every time I'm there, I'm like, this is a party. I don't understand how this is work. I'm getting paid (laughs) to do this. I'm sitting around giggling with girls talking about how they are amazing and we're doing art and we're listening to music and I'm dancing around with my daughter. Please sign me up for more of that every (laughs) dang day of the week. Yeah, I always feel the same way at the end of a workshop I feel, or during, but at the end, I was talking yesterday about that, like magnetic feeling, but it's, it's really true. Like it, I wish I could bottle that stuff up because you really feel so good knowing that every girl has walked away with something. And guys, that's just the truth. What, what Deb was saying, you know, you, you, le- you take a leap of faith, you find joy in the journey as Lachanda wrote here for us, but like, it's, they come in, they just want to be seen and heard. They want to be loved. They want someone to see them. And by dancing with them, by chatting with them, by opening up dialogue about things that they may not really have the opportunity to speak about. Nobody's asking them the questions that we may be asking them in a girl life circle. And they're not getting that community of girls who are also there doing the same thing. It's such a, it's like a party. It's a, it's an empowerment party. So I I know what you mean when you talk about that, that feeling of this is so much fun. How is this work? And I need to do this every day. (laughs) Seriously. I'm like, okay, how do I find the time? And I always do like that whole how hole we've talked about. You have to tell them about the how hole. Okay. Yes. So um, the how hole and you get to be purposeful with those words because they can roll together real quickly, but a how whole. I'm going to type it into the chat so they know what you mean. So what that comes down to is when we refuse, ultimately, when we refuse to celebrate abundance, when we refuse to live a life connected to gratitude, because that's a choice. We're refusing to be connected to that. What happens is we fall into a how hole. So our ego, our brain ego says, okay, I need to know the literal steps for this to be real. And once you're down there, what it looks like is you just keep shoveling with a how-shaped shovel. And what happens is before you realize it, you look up and you can't see the light of day anymore because you dug yourself so deep a how hole, you can't find your way out. And the process is to quiet the ego and say how is almost immaterial. When I know that something is meant for me because it's connected to my purpose, it's connected to my joy factor, it lights me up, there's absolutely no way that I can say no to doing this. The how just falls into place. 
Because then I'm telling the universe, I'm so ready. This is me. I'm ready to receive. I'm worthy to receive. This is what I'm meant to do. And everything comes from that. Because then we start to see that everything we need is within arm's reach. I'm a firm believer in that. And it doesn't mean maybe the person directly within arm's reach is the one who provides the venue or, or has the kid that signs me up. But when I speak my truth, that this is who I am and this is what I'm meant to do, that person hears it and they can't deny it. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to come on board to be able to celebrate and support. And, and that's where like the how hole can be so dangerous because we get attached to ego. Mm-hmm. I have to think my way out of this. I have to figure this out. And if you remember in the bio, I said I was a master problem solver because as a kid, I needed to be. Well, it became my Achilles heel Mm. because in corporate, I refused to feel my way through anything. I had to problem solve. I had to be the person who knew the answer because in that place, we're celebrated for our brains, for thinking, for for that being the statistic. Yes. And, And I realized that there had to be a different way. There had to be a balance of what comes together, um, of the masculine and the feminine, really being able to understand when am I taking action? When am I taking inspired action? And when when am I quietly listening in to what my body is telling me, what my intuition is saying? And and then that's been kind of the evolution that I've been on ever since. I love that. Now we talked a little bit about that how hole and how you got yourself for like a second into a how hole when you were trying to make a decision, if you were going to join our team, how did you, how did you get yourself out of that how hole? Yeah. So, um, fear popped up. It always does. It's a bugger and it always wants to drive the bus. It's super greedy Mm -hmm. and it's best friend is ego. And the two of them are really nasty when they hang out together. So I'm always like, y'all take a break. I don't need to hang out with you right now. Back of the bus. Um, and what happened was I went straight into the how hole. Oh my goodness. Money is tight right now. My business is in a state of transition. How in the world am I going to afford this? How, 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 and thankfully my intuition, her beautiful, glorious voice has gotten louder and louder. So she kind of did a little whisper and was like, well, what would it feel like if you said yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. So I closed my eyes. And I started speaking my truth because that's actually what happens. If you want to talk about sovereignty, divine alignment, our sovereignty comes from speaking our truth. The throat chakra, when it opens up and it speaks its truth, that is your sovereignty. That is you saying, I own this. Mm -hmm. So I spoke my truth. I said, I am a girl life facilitator. I am hosting gorgeous, fun, joyful workshops with girls. My daughter is by my side and she is celebrating and she is being empowered and she is seeing her worth. Our relationship is getting nurtured. I'm getting teary-eyed. Just remembering well, every time we do this, you get teary-eyed and then you make me get teary-eyed and then we have a beautiful crying party. We, get, we start- And today I did my makeup. <laughs> and the point is that the how whole became inconsequential when my intuition and my heart were speaking to each other, because then it was like, there's no way I can say no. There's absolutely no way I can say no, because this is what I'm meant to do. And it all came together, right? I made the investment. 
I got to know you. I started doing workshops. I spoke to a person at the junior league who came to one of my women's circles for the other part of the business that I do. She was super excited saying, oh my God, I'm part of junior league. We do this day of empowerment for girls. Would you please come speak? You can talk about anything you want. I don't care. I just want your energy there. I thought about what I wanted. I wanted to talk about intuition. I pulled in those pieces from the Girl Life Workshops. And I did it for 50 girls, 50 girls. What a way to start, (laughs) way to come out with a bang. (laughs) Well, when you say yes, the universe says, careful what you wish for, because I'm going to make it happen. If you just get out of your own way, you're going to get everything you want. And then some, I I would love for, for the ladies here with us to tell us how they plan on getting out of their how holes. (laughs) because we all have them, right? Like whenever an opportunity presents itself, we will come up with every reason why it won't work. When we feel it in our bones that we need to be doing this, but why not look for all the reasons that it will work? Why not focus your energy there? Because where focus goes, energy will always flow. So, I mean, thank you for sharing how, how you got out of that how hole and then, And I love that emotion, the emotion that overtakes you when you talk about it. It's just a testament to what it means to you to be doing this work. And and I appreciate you sharing that with everyone. So special. My my pleasure. One of the things when you ask the women, you know, how are you going to get out of your how hole? There's actual steps. Okay. Let's let's get steps, guys. We're going to get out of those how holes. (laughs) And this is actually the way that we tap into our sovereignty. This is actually the way that we are aligned to all decisions being the right decisions for us. Like you want to figure out about analysis paralysis and imposter syndrome and scarcity. This formula that I live my life by and I teach my coaching clients by, it completely wipes that. Just swipe left on all of that scarcity and not making it happen. So Stimulus comes into the brain, whatever that is, an invitation, anything. It can be conflict. It can be opportunity. Stimulus comes into the brain. The brain processes it like a computer. What happens most of the time is we take the stimulus in and we stay blocked. We block up here so we don't allow divine messaging to come in and we don't drop beneath our chin to get the rest of the body to be on board with its wisdom. So stimulus action and we're disconnected. Mm. That's where it's not sustainable. We don't feel connected to our actions. Mm. We make decisions and then we have regrets. We do things that don't feel right. So the journey is stimulus comes in. You tell the brain, take a coffee break. We're going to take the elevator down. We're going to get all of the information we need for you to take divine inspired action. Hold that thought. It drops down through the chin. It goes down to your heart. Who's feeling this with us? And you love it up, right? You love up that stimulus. You find out what do I need to get from this? So if it's an opportunity, how gratitude filled am I that this opportunity came this way? If it's conflict, thank you for the lesson that you are teaching the universe. It is loved up. Mm -hmm. Then it drops down to your intuition, your womb, your natural essence, your knowing, and you find what wisdom needs to come from that part, right? Like I get goosebumps when I think I'm getting, about it. <laughs> I'm getting goosebumps. I'm getting them. And oh, then that opportunity God. or that conflict gets the message. Your first brain is your gut. Your intuition is your first brain. It's the one that gives you the full knowing that you need of it because it's your natural knowing. Then after you get that message to find out how it resonates with your alignment, 
it goes back up to your heart and it gets loved a second time. Mm, wow. Then it goes to your throat. And this is where you speak it out loud. You speak out loud. I am a girl life facilitator. And you just let that resonate. You just see how that makes you feel when you say that. Because when you speak your truth, that is your sovereignty. That is your complete alignment with you either owning it, owning it as in I'm walking away from this or I'm welcoming it in. And you actually speak it out loud. And you speak it in the present tense because it's yours. You create what you desire. Then and only then does it go back up to your brain and you tell that beautiful, gorgeous powerhouse computer of a brain, you are now ready to take action in this format because I have owned it. It is now divinely aligned. And then you take action. And that cycle is how it works. And that's where spaciousness to make decisions, to feel that. Now, spaciousness could be 15 seconds. It could be 30 minutes. It could be a day, whatever you need. You give yourself that because you come first. But that process, you will never fail. You will always make the right decision for you because you are in alignment. Guys, use this for any decision in your life. I'd love for you to use it in your decision uh, about whether you're going to join our team. And I hope you are considering it. But use this in any situation in your life. Deborah's process is I've used it and you can tell I'm feeling it. Give us some hearts, guys. Give Deborah some love. Show her show her how much you loved her process. I think just the way you explain it is so you know, we, we all can feel everything that you're saying. You just walked us through this beautiful, beautiful process. Thank you. What is that called? Do you have a name for that? I'm going to get a name for that. Don't I have a name for that. Yeah. I'm going to think of a name. So my homework today will to give an actual name to the process that I've been doing with people for over a decade now. We're assigning (laughs) you some homework, but I think you, because I need you to share this more. And if you have a name for it, all the more easy to deliver it. Uh, I'm going to go into the chat. All the ladies are saying beautiful things here. Uh, Shauna says, this is how she's digging herself out of her how hole. Okay. I plan to find a way to afford the training so I can move forward and help these wonderful girls, especially my daughter. I know I have the value and the capability to do this. Shauna, congratulations. That's amazing. Uh, You said something important that I want to touch on, and I think that Deb can also touch on this. Uh, We both have daughters. I have twin daughters who are 13, as I've mentioned, and they were seven when I started doing this. And I cannot put into words what a beautiful synergistic experience it's been for me and my daughters to partner on this. And I know you've done the same. They literally are a part of the preparation that goes on before I run the workshops. They are part of the registration. They are the ones who answer the door and greet all the girls, give them a name tag, make them feel special. And more than anything, what I love is that they're part of the group. So since they were seven, they've been hearing this positive messaging, messages that you and I may not have had access to when we were younger. Um, and, and I couldn't be more thrilled because in conversations that I have with them now, the things that come out of their mouths when I'm struggling with something, the way that they try to help me heal through it and the words, the language that they use to, to help me get there is, you know, I, I'm able to say 
that part of it is coming from just being a part of these circles and being a part of this space and this environment that we create when we run the Girl Life Workshop. So if nothing else, if if you are girl mamas, boy mamas, mamas, I think we're all mothers in some facet, right? Uh, but to know that the people who are around you are benefiting so much more than we realize. I'd love to hear about your experience with your daughter running these workshops. Yeah. So um, I, I love that piece because I think one of the biggest things that I have viewed my parenting journey as is it's co-creation. I'm not trying to create a mini me. Mm-hmm. I am a guide for her to have a safe container to thrive in. And, and so for that, every aspect of what I'm doing, I involve my family because they're part of my journey. I'm not isolated in this silo saying I'm out here coaching or I'm out here doing this or doing that. It's like, no, this is what I'm doing because it fills my cup up and it makes a better dev. So I'm a more present wife, mother, sister, friend, community member. And so with my daughter, we talk about, okay, mommy wants to do this topic this month. What does that word mean to you? Or what comes up when you think about that? And here's the, the craft ideas that we can do. What do you think about that? What, what supplies do we already have in the house that you would like to pay forward? We always have supplies in the house. So, so then it becomes this like, I don't even have to have a budget. I've already invested in that and it's in the house. I've asked her permission to share it. More often than not, we have it. Mm. Um, and then we started getting into this point where I was like, what would light you up to do as my co-facilitator? And she will now say, I would like to facilitate this part in this way. And it's like when we did the one recently, she stood up and she said, and she walked to the front and she said, could I have a participant? Could someone come up here and do this with me? (laughs) And she's she's eight. So someone got up and walked up and she said, this is what it's like when you say mean things. And then she said to the girl, I don't mean this. This is an example. And so then she said the mean thing. And then the girl said how it made her feel. And then my daughter Ava said, okay, well, but this is what I needed to say if I was using kind words. Mm-hmm. And so then she said that. And so, um, and then Ava said, can I, can I hug you? Cause I wanted you to know I didn't mean the mean words. It was just an example. So then she gave her love. Oh, and, and, and what's happening is, it's a deepening of our relationship because I'm empowering her to speak her truth. Yes. I'm giving her the opportunity by having a container for her to express in whatever way she wants to. And she's part of her own healing. She's part of defining what it means to be a young girl and find her voice. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's my legacy. So when I talked about legacy, it's that everyone is seen and heard and celebrated. They're a witness for who they are. And I honor my uniqueness so I can honor your uniqueness. That is the, the, you know, the, the cornerstone of who I am in this world. So having an experience where she gets to do that and she can thrive and put her own spin, it allows me to see what type of a feminine leader she's developing in. And then she has a vested interest in this being part of what our family does. Right. Like this isn't my business. This is our business. She is part of this. And what role does your husband play in, in all of this? First of all, he's my biggest cheerleader, right? So anytime I'm like, okay, here's what we're doing. He's like, all right, let's figure it out. So he's the, you know, the can do kind of make it happen type dude. So he helps me in setting up the room, packing up the room. Um, He's more of like the hands on getting those things done. And I, when I need support, he's there. He's like, the world needs you being you. The world needs you to do this. So what is it going to take for you to be able to? 
Do you need some quiet time? Do you need support? Do you need some pampering? That is a partnership, my friend. <laughs> I chose wisely. I told you the other night, my body was feeling exhausted after doing a women's circle and a girls empowerment circle and my coaching business. I was like, okay, I need some love. So I taught my husband the aromatherapy touch for based on a bunch of essential oils coming together for hormonal support. I said, could you do this for me when I get home from doing the girls empowerment workshop? He said, okay. So he did it and then music was playing and I went to bed and like, I, I spoke my truth in what I needed. He was present because he's so proud of me and he knows that the world needs this. So that's his role is to be my cheerleader and, and to help in whatever way. And then I turn around and celebrate him and saying, this is what a divine man is. A man who stands by his woman and says, I know how to get things. I know how to do it. And then the woman says, I know what to do. And that's where we come together. That's so beautiful. That is so beautiful. And I love how you're living these principles in your home. The way that you and your husband are treating each other, Ava, is is a witness to, right? These are all things that are that are floating around in your home and you're, you're walking your talk. You're able to deliver these principles because you're practicing them first and foremost for yourself, which is so, so important. You know, something you discussed with me when you were making the decision to become a facilitator, I'd love it if you would discuss it with our crew of ladies here. Um, when you were deciding on the f- financial piece of stepping into this role and you were discussing with your husband what you said to me was so beautiful. I'd love, I'd love, and I'm going to take that on when I share with my husband when there's an investment I want to make or something that I want to bring into our household. I'd love for you to share more on that. Well, you know, at that time I had made some changes in my business. And so it was kind of in its its shifting stage, right? So I was like, oh my goodness, how am I going to make this happen? And at the end of the day, it was such an easy yes, because it was like, well, this is what lights you up. Let's just find a way. And so we moved some credit cards around and we got some things lined up and then all of the money lined up. There was no, this is going to be not possible to do. And his whole thing is, I see you, right? Like I see that this is what you're meant to do in this world. So it's impossible for him to not say we're going to find a way. Um, And then everything just kind of shifted from there. You know, I, I really do firmly believe that the universe is here to make things possible for us when they're not possible. It's because we have said to the universe, I don't want it. I'm not ready. We've blocked it because of scarcity or fear or uh, limiting beliefs or things that we have been told, right? We need to unlearn all those stories that we've been told about how we're supposed to show up. And, uh, you know, me just speaking my truth and saying, okay, this has to be a piece of what I'm doing. And I want this to be a tool in how to be a better mother and have that relationship and make a difference. He was like, yeah, okay. So we moved some money around and it was there. And if you think about the investment, first of all, the investment in yourself it is, is always a benefit, right? If it inspires you to truly be you and show up in the world in the way that lights you up, it's the easiest yes. And then if you think about having a business that you can go out there and make a difference in the world by putting your personal spin, but you don't have to create everything. I mean, I couldn't think of an easier way. I intuitively meditate on the topic I want for the month. I look at the modules that are available and see which one resonates with me. I chat with my family about what I'm doing on what days. I look at the supplies I already have in my house to see, okay, well, the craft that's provided, does it work with what I have? If not, would I do a tweak? How do I make it work? And it's just this intuitive dance of what feels good. 
Mm. And by staying in that state of gratitude and joy and what feels good and that this work is necessary, I don't run into any problems or hiccups. I don't get stuck in a how hole because mm. it's like, okay. Um, and, and, you know, and I put my spin on it. I'm connected to this being a piece of me. This is my legacy work. And so when I look at the curriculum, I see what works. And if something doesn't resonate with me that day, I do a little twist on it. And, and the rest is just having fun. Um, and so it was one of the easiest yeses I've ever made. And I've invested a lot of money in my business and my professional development. Um, and, and this one is just like by far one of the easiest yeses and has paid itself in um, soul currency over and over and over again, the rewards that I've received, as well as monetary currency. Um, but the, the repayment is there just a thousandfold. Uh, thank you for sharing that. You you wrote this stunning testimonial for me that I included in today's email, but you were saying something along the lines of you've put th- how many thousands of dollars into over the last decade I have de- in development for myself in my business and then in personal development, easily over $50,000 over the last decade in myself. My goodness. God bless. <laughs> I'm thankful that you chose girl life, right? Like as one of those pieces of training. And you said something a few minutes ago about the craft. You were saying uh, you you were you were dancing with what you had. I think a lot of people get stuck on the pieces like following this curriculum to a T. Of course, we've laid out the curriculum for everyone so that they're so everything they need is there. But if you you don't have to follow it exactly as it is, right? Like if one day you don't have the supplies you need, there are so many ways. And in the Facebook group that people join, we come and we chat about these things. There are so many ways around the price of the the craft or the availability of the pieces that you might need to do a specific craft. I just want everyone to really understand that piece. We do do an empowering craft in every workshop, um, but there are so many hacks to each of these crafts, like the gratitude workshop, for example, you could have each girl bring a jar in from home. You don't have to go out and get a fancy jar. The point is that you're doing an empowering activity together that solidifies the messages of the workshop and, uh, and, and reminds them when they go home. So they have that gratitude jar and they look at it every morning and every night before that they slip that note in saying what they're grateful for. It's just a physical prompt and reminder for our girls to, to get into that flow of being thankful for what they already have. So I, I just want everyone to know these pieces of the curriculum, what Deborah describes, there's a framework there for you guys, but you're going to infuse it with your own magic, your own brilliance, your own um, energy, right? Right. Yeah. And I mean, again, that whole like, oh, my goodness, the curriculum says this and this and the craft is this. And and I don't know how that's a how hole that it's is a, a limiting belief that this is not accessible to you. And I firmly stand by everything you need is always within arm's reach. And so, again, when we step away from the ego and the mind being the driving piece and we feel into well, what is the result that I want to come from today? So if the result is talking about kindness, if the result is talking about gratitude, if the result is talking about your superpowers, that becomes the driving force, the intuitive message, the divine alignment for the craft. 
So then you just pick your gorgeous head up from your hellhole and you look around your life and you see what you have access to. You speak your truth and you never know. One of the moms may be like, oh, I own a sticker store and I could donate a whole bunch of stickers. Awesome. But if we stay isolated and we don't remain connected to our community, speaking our truth about what we were put on this planet to do, everything will seem inaccessible. It will seem too much. It will seem too hard. That's not what the universe has created for you. It's created a container for you to thrive and to always have what you need. That's what you were put on this planet to receive. So the more that we can just release the rest and be like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do and it's going to happen. It does every single time mm. without fail. Much. I love when you say everything you need is already inside of you, right? Yeah. The universe has already put it there. And, yeah. and, and the universe never puts a dream or an idea or a thought into your heart that you don't already have the tools to make happen. Right. So we just need to believe in it. We just need to believe right. in it. So Deborah, tell us what something I really want to discuss with you and what we told everyone we're going to discuss today is how we use this platform. How have you used your Girl Life platform to do more in your life, to earn more, to take on different new roles that you bring together with the Girl Life curriculum? So I started doing just the typical workshops, right? So hosting a workshop, girls come. Um, I've hosted the gratitude workshop for free. And I do that about twice a year so that people who are unaware of what Girl Life is or just kind of want to see what the format is, have access to it. That's also the one that I will do sometimes when I go into a community where I'm donating my time. So Mm -hmm. it works out. Other times I've donated other workshops when it feels right to me. So just doing the workshops has been the first way of showing up and saying yes to me and that this is my purpose. From there, it's also a natural connection because I also do women's workshops um, and they're through, uh, they're called sistership circles. And those are really intensive. They're like three hours long and there's no hiding, right? We crack your heart open and you want to talk about me holding a safe container for you to have like the the chills and the tears, that's my role. Mm. So what I've realized is that the women will often say full of excuses as to why they can't come to circle, but they will pay for their daughter to come to a girl life empowerment workshop. You know, as mothers, we become in this, like, I can't do it, but my kids should have it. Yes. And so what it's become is this really beautiful dialogue with these moms and saying, well, the tools I'm giving your daughter, she's going to come home and talk to you about it. So I want to be able to prepare you and empower you to be able to meet her in the middle and to Mm co-create so that you can continue fostering what happened. I get her for two hours once a month. Only so much that I can do in two hours once a month. I need to empower you to be able to be that catalyst for continual nurturing and continual flourishing for her. And I want to give you the tools to heal your inner child. So what happens then is a lot of the women will know that I'm doing this. They also know that I do the women's circles. And so then the two come hand in hand. Now for the women who come to the circles that don't have daughters, what I say to them is, where are you showing up as a feminine leader in your community? Where are girls that you could be telling them about my workshops? Mm -hmm. Are you donating your store's services in some way could we host a workshop there or how are we collaborating because as a community the way that we all succeed is i rise you rise we rise Mm. and so my humanity inspires me to just constantly speak my truth about what i'm doing 
And then from there, the women's circles, the girls' circles, I've had more coaching clients coming in. I've had more speaking opportunities. I've had communities come forward and say, that is so amazing. What are you doing? How can you do more of that? Um, it's also been a piece of what I've woven into the caregiving community. So I speak at the national conference. This is the second year in doing that in Chicago. And I'm talking to them and saying, pay attention to the girls in your community. They're more apt to be the caregivers at home as a youth if that's coming up. How can we be in attunement with that? So it when you do work that lights you up, you will continue to thrive. New opportunities will come your way. And again, remember that input, that stimulus, it's going to be like, it's a joy factor. I can very joyfully say yes or no, because I know what alignment looks like. And more and more, because I focus on gratitude, I am so connected to my gratitude. Um, And I'm so connected to the gratitude, even when it feels like scarcity, because it's a life lesson. Okay, I didn't receive that. And that's not bad. Why? Oh, because something even better was on the other side. Okay. And so my business has continued to evolve and to continue to expand. And I had the courage to release clients and money that wasn't in alignment because I wasn't so tightly holding on to, I won't be able to replace it. I've been able to replace it. And then some by doing work that is in alignment with me. And that's the beautiful piece of what girl life can do is because it allows you to heal your inner girl. It gives you the capacity to do work that lights you up in the community and it becomes the catalyst for people to see that you really are that person because there is no hiding when you're showing up with girls, right? You are who you are. If you're shy in an interview, they're going to see that and they're going to celebrate that. If you're bubbly and silly and goofy like I am, they're going to see that and they're going to celebrate that. However you are, then the community starts to know you as being an anchor of that. You have planted your roots and then everything just flourishes from there. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you for that gorgeous explanation. I've had such a similar experience because as soon as I stepped into the community and announced that this is what I was doing, I had all of these opportunities, opportunities I didn't even have the time or energy to entertain because I was so immersed in running the workshops and loving that piece of it. But people asking me to do workshops in local temples and church groups and um, uh, Athleta. Athleta is such an amazing resource, guys. We're going to talk about that in the facilitator group. But there are so many amazing opportunities that came up, not to mention after every workshop, when I would send my follow-up letter to the mothers, they would send, or to the parents, the mothers would come back to me and say, you know how you spoke about loving ourselves first? I, I don't know anything about this. I need to learn more about this. And I grew my coaching practice tenfold because the mothers wanted just an ounce of what their daughters were coming home and sharing with them. So uh, I totally feel you. That's, that's something I experienced too. Um, Ladies, I would love, Deborah and I would love to hear from you. Do you guys have any questions for us? Uh, We discussed a lot of fun and interesting and important things about becoming a girl life facilitator. Is there anything you guys would like to know that we didn't touch on today? Uh, if you're thinking about becoming a facilitator, are there still some blocks? Are there still things that are coming up that are, that are holding you back from making the decision? We want to help you here, guys. So uh, join us. I, I believe we are still live. Everyone's been real quiet for a while, but, but I know they're here, right? Yes, uh, <laughs> you see them? 
Yeah, I'm I watching the feed on my cell phone as well. <laughs> okay, good, 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 good. And I'm going to look here through my questions. There's so much I wanted to discuss. We've already discussed so many great things. Um, yeah, this, this is a good one. What was your big why? What was your big why for doing this work? Uh, twofold. Uh, number one, my inner little girl wanted to receive all that she never did receive. And, um, just because I'm 45 doesn't mean that that goes away. And so being able to connect to wonder and creativity and art (coughs) and fun, it was the easiest. Yes. So for me, it was a personal why. As Melody knows, I'm still fighting the tail end of bronchitis. So my throat gives out around this time. Um, (laughs) The other piece was really just wanting to be able to do work that created um, a better world for my daughter. And so for her to be able to have a container to be herself, to speak her truth. And what's interesting is even though I'm her mother and sometimes you don't want to say things to your parent, she will speak things either in the workshops or after the workshops when she's ready. But it was a catalyst for us to be able to have a deeper, more meaningful relationship. Mm-hmm. And at first blush, most people would say prior to even girl life, I had a great meaningful relationship with my daughter because I'm very dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. So the gift was that it went even deeper. And so for me, I started with just really wanting to be able to um, acknowledge the needs that my inner girl had mm-hmm. because there was no wonder, fun, joy, art, creativity. Let me listen to what your needs are growing up. I was in just survival mode you know, fight or flight, my adrenal glands were constantly in fight or flight for 12 years of my life. So the experience of sitting down and talking about nourishing my body with healthy food and nourishing my soul with creative expression and nourishing my relationships and community, I feel like a little girl when I'm holding space with these girls. Right. So my why was personal healing, a deeper, meaningful connection with my daughter And I, you know, if you want to talk about a legacy, I want to reach so many girls with girl life empowerment consistently time and time again, that by the time they're of age and decide that they want a life coach, if they were to come to me, I will have worked myself out of a business for the current needs that I'm addressing. Mm -hmm. My ultimate legacy is that as these girls, if I was to continually help them as they journey from year to year to year, and then on into teenhood and on into whatever business endeavorment that they have, they wouldn't need me for burnout. They wouldn't need me for imposter syndrome. They wouldn't need me for scarcity. They would come to me as a business and life coach and say, I'm awesome. And I want to take this to the next level. That's great. Yes. How do I change the world? How do I scale my exposure? How do I become an influencer that really is making a difference in the world? That's the kind of work. I want to work myself out of a job. What you just said is serious. Guys, did you hear what she said? She wants to work herself out of a job because our future generation of girls are not going to need that kind of healing that we may be needing today, right? They're already going to be operating at a functional capacity, but they're going to come and say, Hey, how can I, how can I be even better? How can I do even more? How can I feel even better? 
Right. Start feeling good, guys. Yes. That's her goal. And I think that's beautiful. And I'm going to start using that. That is gorgeous. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Karen is asking a lovely question here and an important one. She's asking, how many girls do you typically have in your groups? Karen, um, I know that I have somewhere between 10 to 20, depending on the day and the availability of the children. Uh, and I price my workshops right now. I price them at $50 for a two hour workshop. But I started at $40 for a two-hour workshop, and you will find that over time, as you become the authority on girls' empowerment in your community, you can also raise your prices when people know the value that you provide and um, what these girls are going home with. How many weeks do they run? Uh, It's very individual. So some people like to run all 15 workshops as a series and do signups right off the bat, like in September or for a summer program. The way that I work is that I run them at like one-time workshops. So I know that Veterans Day is coming up. So I will be planning a workshop and advertising it right about now, uh, But and then doing more of the same. So it's completely up to you. Would you like to tell us, Deb, how you do that? Yeah, so... Um... When I do the free workshop, the gratitude workshop, like I said, I do it about twice a year. And it's more to just kind of let the community know if you haven't been here before, you don't know what this is like. Um, With that one, I'm very specific because there is such a big interest when I host it as free. Um, I separate it. So I have the girls ages five to seven or eight and then nine to 12 because the experience can be different. Um, The last time I offered it, I had over 30 girls show up. It was like, okay, all right. So we didn't even have enough room. We didn't have enough supplies. We're just like, we're going to wing it. I told my husband, don't you dare leave the building. You're going to come in here and help. (laughs) So we just made it work. Um, The the workshop that I did after that was um, the superpowers one. So trusting your superpowers. Mm -hmm. I had 16 girls register for that. And that was a really powerful one. Um, the one that I did recently was about, you know, the words that you use. And so the, the, my words create my world Yes, and really tapping into that one. And that one was smaller because there was a lot of activities around the community that weekend for Halloween, because it was what I did this month. Um, and, and I think we had, uh, six girls and the, the whole thing is to not always be tethered to how many It's just consistently being out there and speaking your truth about what you're doing. Um, I have been charging anywhere between 30 to $50. Typically it's around $30. And that's also because this was me doing it new in this community. I had been doing it in other communities where they kind of knew that I was that person who does, who does that. Uh, but you know, the, the consistently the taking the inspired action and just regularly doing it, you build a following and people will start to come. and, And then as Melody said, you can raise your prices when you feel ready and um, it's just, it's nice to be able to have that container of girls that are there. And now I've got girls that are telling their mom, find out when the next one is because I want to go. I love like, it. Yes, yeah. that's what I, I hear that too. Well, they're li- literally walking out there like, can we come back tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, sure, let's do this. Same time, same place. I love um, it. I've got some more questions coming in here. Lachanda says, do you have teen groups? Uh, I do not typically do teen groups. Not because I don't want to, just where, where, what my soul feels is that, um, the young girls need this so badly. Uh, so do the teens. Don't get me wrong. 
but the, the curriculum is created for younger girls. That being said, we do have facilitators who are running it for 16 and 17 and 18 year olds. All It's all universal messages, as you will see, because we've discussed this is about healing the, the young girl within as well. So the material will resonate with any age group. So LaChonda, if you wanted to take it to the teens, you absolutely can. I personally haven't. I just do that once in a while in my temple, which I'm actually doing next week. How about you, Deb? So uh, when I host the workshops monthly, I do market them as being between ages 5 and 12. However, when I did the workshop for the 50 girls as part of the Day of Empowerment, they were from ages, I think, like 10 to 18. So Mm. the bulk of them actually there were teenagers. And that's where I chose to talk about intuition. It was a slightly deeper word. It was one that might take a little bit more um, emotional maturity to be able to connect to it. And, you know, one of my practices that I teach on is this practice called joy journaling. And it's based on the neuroscience of doodling and the psychotherapy of art therapy. And, and so what I do enjoy journaling, it's not like journaling in your typical sense, but I weave that in when I'm talking to groups that are older because they can then use that as a healing modality. And so when I worked with them, they were all teenagers. When I work with the safe house group locally, they are teenagers. And so what happens is you decide to take a topic and spin it just through your intuition and what feels right with what the group is. So if the material is more geared towards young girls, but you are passionate about this nonprofit or passionate about this community need, then you take the essence of that message and you weave it with your heart message and you show up for the group that's in front of you. And that's what I've done when I work with teenage girls um, outside of where I work with girls as part of girl life workshops for girls between ages of five and 12. That's gorgeous. So you're in essence meeting people where they're at, right? Dep- not, it doesn't matter how old they are. You're, you're creating a space for them and, and seeing them for where they're at. Right. And, and Karen is asking you, Deb, are these how you have customized the program or are these topics from girl life? Um, always I start with girl life. I invested in myself and I have all the tools in front of me. So why not (laughs) leverage them? So I look at the modules that are there. I decide what, um, topic I want to do for the month. And what happens also is then that topic becomes the overarching piece of my marketing for that month. So let's just say I'm talking about, um, kindness or abundance. So, uh, abundance then became the topic that I did with the, uh, women when I hosted the women's circle in like manner, I then did my words, create my world with the girls because that's their abundance. They are connected to abundance when they create a world of kindness and openness and, and, and good words, um, because that becomes the world that they think of. Mm-hmm. And, and so then what happens is if my theme is that, then it becomes the overarching piece for it. But I always start with materials that I have in the girl life modules. And then, like I said, I put my spin on it, my flavor to it, but it comes the overarching message for the month, if you will, which is super powerful. And, you know, anybody who's a creative or works with creatives knows that the biggest frustration that they feel in the beginning is staring at that blank screen, the blank canvas, the blank word document, the blank, whatever it may be. And so if your creation in this world is your purposeful work, why not show up with a canvas that has everything that you need? And then you cherry pick how it resonates with you. 
So when you invest in the modules, everything is there. Your canvas is beautiful and gorgeous. And there's a cornucopia to choose from. And then you just select what resonates. And so I always start with the modules and then I go from them and personalizing them and connecting with what it means for me to deliver that message that month. So beautiful. Love it. I love the way you explain it. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. So guys, thank you for your questions. This is a really nice and unique opportunity to have direct communication with someone who's out there. Uh, She's part of the training. She's out there in the world running these workshops. Uh, I really do encourage you if you have any other questions to ask them while we're online, because I think it's so much nicer coming from you uh, or from me than than writing it out. It just has a whole different way of coming through. So we really want to be there for all of you guys. Um, Deborah, is there anything else that you just like anything that you haven't shared that you feel called to share with the ladies on our chat? Um. You know, I don't know how this resonates with everybody, but music is a big piece of my joy. Like music, whether I'm listening to it or trying to sing to it, I don't really carry a tune, but I do it joyously. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There's always dance parties in our house. So if anybody's feeling funky or having a bad day or doesn't want to go do whatever, I just turn on A-L-E-X-A. I'm not going to say her name right now. Yeah. And we will dance. I know my neighbors think I'm batshit insane because they'd be looking at no. the windows like, "Woo, that lady's at it again. And I'm like, yeah, I, I love yeah. it so much. Let's get some music and dance right now. Exactly. Because I Woo. can't be upset if I'm joyful. Remember on the frequency scale, you can't have both. And so to that end, um, there's a, you know, when you understand that everything is frequency, that everything is energy, the universe becomes a symphony. And when you, when you understand that there's a frequency, there's a sound, there's a flow to joy, which is your quintessential self, it becomes this dance, like you're drawn towards it. There's a magnetic pull to it. You almost kind of would just sassay your hips towards it. So when you understand that and you embrace it, there's so much joy in actual movement, taking inspired action towards that frequency. And so for me, it's like, if I'm feeling blocked, if I'm feeling small, if I ever feel like an imposter or scarcity, I just turn on music and I light up my soul so that I can release what's holding me back, drop beneath the chin, let the divine come in and connect to my intuition that says, you got this. You've always mm-hmm. got this. I see you. I've always held space for you to be you because the world needs your unique gifts. So go out there and have fun, kick ass, take names, and let's dance our way on into joy. Mm-hmm. And then that's exactly what happens. So um, that whole, like, when we understand that it's frequency, the universe becomes a symphony. And I just hope that you carry that forward if you're on the fence, if you're wondering, if you're like, I don't know if this is for me, just, just let that be your guide. Let that energy be your guide towards purposeful action. Uh, Cause the world needs you being you and showing up and speaking your truth. That's so beautiful. And, and one of those, one of the big pieces that comes at me is you are so giving yourself everything that you need first you're acknowledging and validate and seeing yourself. And that sets you up to show up for those girls, right? Because we can't right. give what we don't have. Right. We, we, aren't, we, we aren't able to. And you're giving it to yourself first and foremost and then delivering it to the girls. 
So here's, here's what happens about being of service. Okay. Whether you're a girl life facilitator, whatever you are doing in this world, wife, mother, community member, it does not matter. If you choose to be of service in any capacity, if you do not take care of yourself first, and I mean more than just that I went to the spa and I brushed my teeth today and I'm doing some basics of just maintenance, right? If you choose not to take care of yourself, you cannot be of true service because there's a part of you, even in the subconscious, that has scarcity holding on to that energy you're releasing. So you're literally holding on to the joy and the love and the service that you're trying to share because there's a part of you that says, I deserve that. Why are you giving it away? So there's this like pull that's pulling it back. So if you take care of yourself first, if your cup overrunneth and you always give from your saucer, then what happens is I have no intrinsic connection to it. It is so much that I can freely give because I'm not even energetically looking to find out. I'm not waiting for a thank you. I'm not waiting for reciprocity. I'm not waiting or needing or tethered to it. I can give freely. So to be of any service, we must constantly be aware that we come first, take care of ourselves first, meet our needs, listen to our voice, pay attention to what brings back wonder and joy and love and excitement. So then we can give from the overflow, the cup overrunneth and the saucer is where I give from. That's so beautiful, guys. Can you give Deborah some hearts? <laughs> I love the hearts. beautiful wisdom you have given us today. Everyone is, they're talking about how helpful it has been. Uh, Deirdre has a question and I don't, I know it's past one, guys. Thank you for sticking with us. I want us to answer Deirdre's question that I'm going to deliver the homework. Um, she's asking, how's the best way to promote yourself, to promote the events, to get interest? I am a full-time working mom. Workshops for me will be on weekends and will want to promote. Do you want to take that one? Yeah. So um, full-time working mom here too. Also a caregiver to my mom and my brother. My brother battles really bad depression and those needs can fluctuate more than any physical needs. So my plate be very, very full. Uh, So when I do my workshops there on the weekends, I do them once a month and I do the girls workshops on the third Saturday of the month. I found a local space that is a um, children and baby clothing boutique. Mm-hmm. And the woman who owns it has two rooms that she likes to have community um, events there. There's a woman who's a doula and she teaches breastfeeding workshops and other things in the workshop. And then the other room is where I get to use the room once a month for mine. So she promotes to her community. Um, I make sure that the local chambers of commerce know about who I am and what I'm doing. I post on Facebook. I'm part of local business owner groups that have Facebook communities where I live. There's also a local um, magazine that has like a, an, an online version of it that is for kids events. You know, you're in the desert, want to know what's going on in for the kids. I make sure that my events are posted there. The interesting thing is once you just start speaking your truth, telling your daughter's school about it, telling your daughter's friends, it just kind of ripples from there. And then you just start sharing in those same places. I have zero marketing budget ad, so I'm not spending any money. And I always have girls signing up for my workshops. Um, And it's just because I'm consistently showing up and telling the world that this is who I am and this is how I serve. Uh, So you don't have to have a marketing budget to be able to do this. There are ample places to be able to post. It's kind of one of those, like, once you feel loved up that this is something you want to do, you just pick your head up 
and you look around. And then when you start telling people what you do, they become your brand advocate because you're so excited about it that it's a ripple effect. Right. So um, I'm also working mom, do them on Saturdays, zero budget spend and still have mass exposure for it. And I want to add to that, to that beautiful bit that you just shared, uh, Deirdre, social media is your bestie. I, I can't look at us here. We are here because of Facebook and Instagram, and we can use all of these tools in a positive way. So I, I know you already have a beautiful following, Deirdre. Um I'd share it in the chat here so everyone could go ahead and follow you, but use the Instagram page, use your hashtags. It's all going to be in your marketing section and in the business kit that's coming at you guys soon. Uh, I want to remind anyone who's not a facilitator yet. We do have one of our bonuses is a business starter kit, and it's going to give you those tools that are going to help you just explode. Okay, guys, I know this can happen. (laughs) You just need to believe in it. You really first and foremost need to believe in it with your whole heart. And then just as Deborah's so beautifully and eloquently been saying to us for the last hour and nine minutes, share your truth. That's all you guys can do. That's all any of us can do. And you're going to hear me say that over and over again. Uh, Guys, we are going to sign off. I want to remind you that the cart is open for enrollment until Tuesday night. November the 5th. Deborah, it has been such a pleasure to speak with you here. I've had you all to myself for the last few weeks, and I'm just so glad that everyone else had the opportunity to experience all of your magic. There's so, so much magic. And you have homework. You remember your homework, Deborah? I do. I, I have two things that I want to share really quickly, and it's this, this thought for you first. If it costs your inner peace, it is too expensive. Mm. So if you say no to doing it today and it just costs you the peace of knowing that you were meant to do this right now, it's too expensive, irrelevant of the price tag. So Mm -hmm. for me, it cost me too much to say no when I finally did decide to say yes, that I was like, I, I, it it would be too painful. It would hurt my soul too much to say no. And, and I refuse to give up my peace to say no. So remember that it costs your inner peace. It is too expensive. Somebody please put that in the chats. And Deborah, you need to put that in our group somewhere because that's beautiful. And I think it applies to every facet of our lives. Absolutely. And you remember your homework. You're going to give the name to to that beautiful process you you took us all through. Yes. So I'm actually going to, my homework is to definitely focus on uh, finding a name for that process. I'm going to go pull up the homework that we said we were going to give everybody. Um, I have it here if you want. I wrote it down and I'm looking for, here we go. So get into the habit of asking yourself, does this support the life I'm trying to create? And so when you think about your decisions, if your decision is not today, does that support the life that you're trying to create? And if the answer is a hell no, then you know what you need to do. (laughs) You need to take inspired action, reach out for community support, brainstorm, reach out to us as community members and be like, okay, this is where I'm on the fence or I need some brainstorming ideas. We make decisions every single day on how to move things forward in our life. This is something that can be instrumental in just cosmic change for you, personal healing, healing in your community, doing work that lights you up. It can be a catalyst for being recognized. The rest of your business grows. 
I mean, this is that container for so much to happen that when you think about your decisions, it's like, does this support the life I'm trying to create? And if the answer is yes, do not trip into a howl hole. Listen to your intuition. <laughs> do that process so that it's the, okay, I know what I need to do. Yes. Yes. I love that. And I would, I would further that and say, does this support the woman I want to become, right? Mm -hmm. Like the life you want to create and the woman that you want to become and, uh, and get honest guys, get really, really honest with yourselves. Yeah. Deborah, I love you. I love you. Thank you so much. I love all of you. Yes. This community, first of all, (laughs) y'all rock. I'm not from the South, but I say y'all a lot. Um, And I just absolutely, my cup overrunneth from seeing, for me, feminine leadership is celebrating. There is no cattiness. There is no competition. There is no scarcity. And every single one of us here are basically doing the same thing. But because we honor our uniqueness, we can celebrate the uniqueness in each other. Nobody's showing up and saying, well, I'm the only person who can do this. Everyone is problem solving and solution finding and celebrating and supporting and just having fun and speaking their truth. And this is feminine leadership. This is how we change the world. So I celebrate each of you. You have filled my cup up so much to show up every day and be in that chat celebrating with you. And I'm just so grateful for Melody creating the container and doing the work that she's doing. And the fact that I get to have a piece of this change brings me so much joy. Thank you for your beautiful words. Thank you. Thank you. It is a pleasure to have you in this community. I I can't say enough. I I know you know. I know. I feel it. (laughs) All right. Love you all. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. Thanks, guys. If you love what you're hearing, please go ahead and leave us a review so we can keep the empowerment flowing. Also, be sure to join us on Instagram at Girl Life Empowerment. And check out our Facebook group called The Business of Empowering Girls, where thousands of women who have female entrepreneurship and empowerment on their hearts come together. I am so grateful to have you as a part of our community, and I'll talk to you again next week.